Coming up this week on Breaking Badness, today we discuss Cry Me a Cold River. Russian threat group Cold River expands its targeting of Western officials to include the use of malware. Next up, Life of Media Pie. New TTPs observed in the Mint Sandstorm campaign are targeting high-profile individuals at universities and research orgs. And of course, our fun game, Gold Guidance and Grievances. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 177, recorded on January 22nd, 2024. I'm your co-host, Callie. A cold river runs through it, Fensel. With me, co-host Taylor, Mint Sandstorm behaves derudely, Wilkes Pierce, and finally, last but not least, Tim, cold river, devious and vile. Helming. Wow. Did well I do performed. it? Did I do it? That was nice. Nailed yeah. it. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. That yeah. Was <laughs> <great>. <laughs> do I have an okay singing voice? For sure. Yeah. Are you just saying that to be nice? <laughs> not no. at all. Well, the, the, no. the proof is in We're the pudding. We're not nice. <laughs> We're not nice. <laughs> uh, okay. I will take your word for it. You um, going to the open mic this weekend? You know, I, I'm not a, I've not, I've always been a little self-conscious of my um, singing abilities. So that's why I'm like, oh, am I well, doing it? Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you're, you're, but you do stand up. So yeah. what you should do is you should create a singer songwriter persona. I should. And, uh, and then do comedy that way. Do you do karaoke? I, I have my, my song for karaoke that my mm-hmm. husband and I do is wannabe. By Spice Girls. And okay. it, it's a whole thing. It's a wow. whole call and response thing. <laughs> oh, I really want to. I, <laughs> I want to prank a whole bar with karaoke one time. And <clears throat> I'd have to collaborate with whoever runs the AV there. But uh, try to get everybody in the bar to sing along to the Cars for Kids jingle. One eight seven seven cars for kids Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I could do it. Seven calls for kids. See, everybody knows it. Yeah. I, I I'd probably get shot. I would do it. No, not, I, think, I would not I, shoot you. I would participate in. <laughs> no, I, I think some. I mean, it would depend. You have to really get the crowd going. You'd have to really, really sell it. I think like, you could do it. I think that's come part on, of, everybody on your feet. That's part of what you all I, know. This one. What I think. <laughs> That's what I think karaoke is. I'm like, it's a third the song choice, a third, uh, you know what you what you put into it. And I, I can't remember what I thought the other third was. Maybe it's just half and half. It's not singing ability. No, no. I think it's just like it's the no. song choice, and then like the amount of effort you put into it. Because you can't, you can't just like be like, I'm gonna do no scrubs, and then just not care. Yeah. Well, on this I like episode, do, of I think Bob Dylan. I think Bob Dylan is a really good karaoke choice. Really? What? Which uh, one? Which song? You know, you could kind of pick any, uh, <laughs> just because you don't have to like sing real, really well. <laughs> you know, kind of spoken spoken word. That's fair. <laughs> That's a good choice. Oh, another good choice is tequila. 
That's a good karaoke choice. <laughs> I uh, I once did at a at a party. Uh, I co-worker guy and I did uh, a hall of notes because your kiss. Uh, but the fun thing about it is I, I only remembered how the, how the uh, chorus went as far as the melody. I had no clue how the verse went. I hadn't heard the song in you know many, many years at that oh, point. Yeah. And so I just did all the words as kind of a uh, spoken word thing like this. And, and he did too. And it was, uh, it was memorable. You got it. Yeah, as long as you commit to the bit. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. We we were all in. Good. Pearl Jam yeah. is another good one. You don't have, even have to know the words for Right. Even you, just, you. you just have to do it the way Adam Sandler did it on SNL in the 90s. And you're perfect. You're yes. you're so money. Mm. Excellent. And careful, you might get get a record contract, you know. <laughs> if you're not watching now. And I'm free. <laughs> I did it. Part of the trick is just really eat the mic, and then it distorts so much that uh, yes. that goes along with yeah. with mumbling the words. Yeah, mm -hmm. You just overdrive the heck out of that thing, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Follow us for more tips on how to make. <laughs> I think we should just wrap it up here. I think folks have learned enough from us today. I know. <laughs> This right. is this is gold and guidance. <laughs> and maybe some grievances for those who have to listen. <laughs> I I really thought cuz I went to a few, you know, infosec events last year. I was like, well surely karaoke will come up several times. And I, I was like at some of them. I think Schmookon. I believe that Schmookon has a major karaoke thing. I may be remembering that wrong. You can uh uh, write in to us, uh, listeners, if if we have that wrong, or if you know about other InfoSecCon classic uh, karaoke nights. But something, yeah. something, to, and I have not had the pleasure of going to ShmooCon yet, and uh, so I may be wrong about that. I think if I'm hearing correctly on Mastodon, next year might be your last chance. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Gotta gotta go out with a bang. One final mm. shmoo. Schmoo for the ages. Yeah. Well, should we uh, should we talk about what's going on? We in probably InfoSec? better get we, around to it at some yeah, point here. <laughs> we should. We should. It's our it's our duty. So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is "Cry Me a Cold River," which is about a Russian threat group known as Cold River expanding uh, their targeting of Western to Western officials to include the use of malware. So no, you were right the first time around I was? targeting of Western officials. Okay. They, that ex yeah, they've been uh, going after Western officials all along here. Okay, good. My grammar is correct. Is, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's important. So there's a lesson here. Don't second guess yourself, Kelly. I know I do that all the time. <laughs> but I need to not do it because you know what? I have good instincts. Mm -hmm. this, there's a lot going on on the podcast today. You know, we've got, we're talking about karaoke. We're doing some self-help. Um, yep. We're going to talk about this threat actor. Like there's something for everybody today. Truly. So might expand our listenership. Uh, <laughs> but um, so Tim, this article comes to us from the Google Threat Analysis Group, aka TAG. 
And they previously reported on the threat group Cold River. Um, can you give us a brief description of, of who this group is? I sure can. Yep. Excellent. So it's an APT group that's gone by several names, uh, as so many of these activity groups seem to. Uh, so you may know them as UNC 4057, Star Blizzard, or Callisto. But anyway, uh, although this tag report doesn't explicitly say this, I would say with a fair amount of confidence that they're mainly up to espionage. Uh, so what TAG and others have observed them doing is uh, mainly credential harvesting against targets that are pretty predictable for a Russian APT group, NATO governments and military, and including uh, maybe frighteningly U.S. nuclear installations, um, of course, Ukraine. Uh, and high-profile Western-affiliated NGOs, that sort of thing. Uh, so they've gone after officials and former officials from those target organizations with pretty standard phishing campaigns trying to create trust and rapport with the victim to eventually gain credentials and access. Gotcha. And Cold River is in all caps. Do we uh, have any thoughts on why that might be? Well, it's, you know, you got to stylize these things some way. And if they, yeah. if they mixed it up with caps and, uh, and lowercase, then, then everybody would think it was sarcastic. That's true. There's, they want you to know it is a cold river. Is it an acronym we don't know about? They could mess with us and, and say, no, 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 no. It's, it's COL driver. I was That's just thinking that. <laughs> it was Colonel driver. Yeah, Colonel Driver. <laughs> In the kitchen with the candlestick. Hey, I'm Colonel Panic, so uh, I, I approve that. <laughs> but why Why do you think Cold River is making the switch from phishing to delivering malware? You know, we've, we've been saying uh, phishing is still the low barrier. Time, for times us. are tough, you know. People have to take on extra jobs. Yes. <laughs> we got we to gotta diversify the portfolio. Right? Yeah. But, you know, it feels like, you know, the fishing is the lower barrier to entry and it's inexpensive. So why, why switch up a good thing when it's been working? Yeah, well, well, so there's a few aspects to that. And don't forget that fishing often, in fact, very often does incorporate malware. Uh, in fact, it's a bit surprising to me that they weren't deploying it earlier. Although, spoiler alert, that may not actually be the case. But anyway, uh, maybe... That was partly uh, an effort to keep their profile relatively low because, you know, as soon as you got malware, you've got more potential IOCs. And uh, of course, this tag report does have a bunch of IOCs. Um, but it's also possible that their intended targets were becoming harder to fish. Uh, that's conjecture on my part. But it could be one explanation to this apparent change in tactics. But yes, I said spoiler alert. So it may be that this actually isn't the first instance that we've observed uh, Cold River using malware, in fact. Ooh, okay. So they, so Cold River has been sending benign PDFs to their targets that included random characters that would, and they would respond with a Wait, link. Wait, you're saying their targets are random characters? Yeah, they're, they're random characters. Yeah, they're, yeah, totally. <laughs> They've been uh, sending these PDFs to their targets, including, which included random characters. And, and uh, tag includes a picture of what that looks like on uh, on their article, which we tag in our show notes. Um, and if so, if their target responded that they couldn't read the PDF, 
that's when they would use this decryption utility that I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, known as Spica. Spike. I'll call it that. Yes. Spica. Spica. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Mm. But uh, mm. what can you tell us about that decryption utility? Yeah, uh, and I'll say a little bit about that benign PDF because this is kind of an interesting wrinkle in my perspective from a lot of the malware distribution that we see all the time. And uh, to me, this represents a little bit of a risk that Cold River is taking here because there's a chance that the target could get suspicious of this initial PDF and then back out of any. But no risk, no reward. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, as you say, the PDF is gibberish. So the fisher's hoping the target will come back to them and say, hey, this thing seems to be encrypted. At which point the fisher very helpfully provides this portal to a special decryptor for the PDF. Alas, this is where stuff starts to go. Well, if the target is a Brit, all pear-shaped. Because uh, as you certainly surmise by now, what that portal actually delivers is not the decryptor for the PDF, but this uh, Spica malware, <gasps> which is a multi-purpose spyware tool that does the following things. And here, I'm just going to quote directly from TAG. Uh, executing arbitrary shell commands, stealing cookies from Chrome, Firefox, Opera, and Edge uploading and downloading files, perusing the file system by listing the contents of it, enumerating documents and exfiltrating those in an archive. And there's also some sort of a mystery command called Telegram. You know, a lot of these APT groups are fans of Telegram, but the actual functionality of that command is not clear to, uh, to the folks at TAG. This malware is written in Rust. It uses JSON over WebSockets for its command and control. And uh, incidentally, uh, along the way here, the victim does, in fact, receive a decrypted PDF, but that's not because there's a real decryptor. It's just it's this false second document that they send so that the victim thinks that nothing bad is going on. Do we know what's in that false document? I don't remember from the article what, what that one has. I'm guessing that uh, every victim probably gets their own. They're okay. probably all different. I just asked because yeah. I got what I thought was a, you know, phishing email with an, a PDF attachment. I could see it's the PDF mm -hmm. attachment said, like, the best sweet potato recipe. And I got, and I got it a, I got it around Thanksgiving. How could you not open that? I know, but I was just Yeah, like, but everything to do with recipes online is just misery and heartbreak. I know, but it was just like... We've I, talked about that before. Yeah. I, I'm like, I hadn't talked to that person in about 10 years. I'm like, oh no, they've been spoofed and they're trying to give me this like weird recipe. And I talked to, um, I actually talked to our tech ops people to, to see like, you know, is this legit or not? And because yeah, we want that recipe. We do. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. How do we, how can we carry on to Thanksgiving without that recipe? It was a legitimate email. Okay. Fun fact. It's good that you uh, did your due diligence on that. And how were the sweet potatoes? Delish. Awesome. It All was, right. it was the best recipe. Was that one of those marshmallows type deals or was it more of a savory type deal? No, there are, there are marshmallows in there. <laughs> yeah. I have to go the savory route with those things myself. Yeah, well, everybody's got their own way of I doing know, it's it. It's my loss, right? It's your loss. More for the rest mm -hmm. of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Tag reported that uh, Speaker might have been used uh, 
it might have been in use since 2022. Like you had mentioned, this might not have been the first time they've been delivering on malware. So so they might have been playing the long game, it sounds like. Yeah. So, so TAG doesn't offer any details to support why they think that it was being used back into late 2022. Um, but yes, what I was hinting at earlier is that TAG does mention that in the 2015-2016 timeframe, they saw this group using a different spyware tool called Scout, uh, which was one of the tools that was leaked in the hacking team incident uh, that some folks may recall from July of 2015. Uh, and Scout was designed to help the actor determine whether the machine that it was dropped on represented an interesting target or not. So, you know, I think the headlines around this story have have been a little bit misleading, not intentionally so, but it's this latest set of activities that is being observed by Cold River includes uh, a malware variant where there hasn't necessarily been one in the latest uh, stuff they've been doing, but it's, I think that they probably are not strangers to malware. You're probably right. You're probably right. But um, are there any mitigations at this time that, w that we should be considering? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, I would say odds are that most of our listeners aren't going to be targeted by this group. But then again, you know, if Tom Hanks tunes in, who am I to say that we might not also have high-level officials with NATO or at nuclear stations or Ukrainian officials listening to the show. But uh, those anyway. Of, those officials are going to have some great karaoke tips when they come out of this. <laughs> For sure. Um, <laughs> so I see two pretty straightforward mitigations to this one. And, and the first one, if you receive a PDF full of gibberish, well, delete that and end all communications with the sender of it. And if you get that far, it's probably not a bad idea to have your security team give your machine a good, thorough checkup, um, even if you didn't look for the decrypted version of the PDF. Uh, so that's one. Um, and then there was a command and control IOC, uh, this is for the security teams, uh, that TAG provided in this report, which showed connections to this one specific IP address on port 3000. And, you know, that's another thing that looked weird to me about this, because a large number of organizations these days, and especially really mature ones, uh, do egress filtering. And so that means that port 3000 wouldn't be allowed outbound, or uh, at minimum, it would raise some kind of event. So it's it's an odd choice because mostly you're going to see malware reaching out on the well-known allowed outbound ports, you know, 443 and port 53 and stuff like that. So um, so this seems like it's asking for blockage or at least uh, alertage. And um, so uh, they don't seem to be using domains. So when that IP is burned, well, their job just got a little harder. Just what are we to make of all of this? Is this just a, like the junior varsity APT group in Russia? You know, this is like the this Moscow is... State University senior thesis project for students that are seeking careers in what they'd probably call it information management. Uh, I jest, of course. Uh, I think this is a serious group. But I got to wonder um, if what we're seeing here is really their whole bag of tricks. And I'm, I'm quite sure it's not. Do you think this is how they sort out the Moscow State kids from the Moscow, Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology kids? Oh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that could be. It's a competition. It's like yeah. a hack bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and this was their uh, their entry in it. Yeah, it could be. 
Anna. You got to do a few years of this before you move right, on. Right, malware that's really easy to detect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that that's very interesting. So we think, you know, this this might not be their whole bag of tricks at this point in time, but maybe this, you know, dovetails nicely into, you know, our hoodie rating. And again, if you're if you're a newer listener to our show, first of all, thank you for for listening to Breaking Badness. But um, just for everybody's edification, um, after we discuss a news article, we give it a hoodie rating, and that is from one to ten. Well, first of all, think of the stereotypical hacker in a hoodie. That's where that comes from. So uh, on that scale of one to ten, one is not so bad, and ten hoodies is oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Please scream and run around in circles um, type of thing. So if we're not sure, well, actually, I guess we can't we can't necessarily rate on what might happen. I guess that's not how this works. But based on, on what is currently happening and what you've heard from Tim, Taylor, how many hoodies would you rate hmm. this as? Good question. Like, you know, you think of hoodies, like how, you know, if you hit 10 hoodies, that's like you have to unplug every network cable in the house. We have uh, to go back to, you know, just living off the living off the land, but not like not well, like I living think, off the land, like like the term in, in our industry, yeah. actually living off the land. I think Kelly was pretty pretty clear that you need to scream and run around in circles. <laughs> but while you're doing that, you're unplugging everything, right? Like I, that's just correct. As you, as your hand yeah. whips by, yeah. it's unplugging another network cable each time. I really yeah. like the visual. <laughs> so like how many, what percentage of things on my network am I unplugging because of this? Uh, and how many hoodies, you know, it's, it's always really interesting to see the, like, evolution of these campaigns and the threat actors over time and who they target and how they target them. Um, that being said, I'm not unplugging a whole lot. <laughs> uh, we'll go like one and a half hoodies. Okay. Just one right and a half hoodies. Yep. And the half is right down the middle. Interesting. Right down the middle. Okay. Yep. Um, how much are we screaming and running around in a circle? Like, what would you say? Ooh, like, Two or three circles. I kind of try to unplug some things. I just don't. And then I'm real tired. I just sit right down. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That sounds about yeah, right size. More, maybe we're just walking around in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. M mut muttering. Goose. We're muttering. We're muttering some stuff under <laughs> muttering our breath. Coherently. Yeah. <laughs> but we go on about our day. Of course. We have Okay. To. Tim, do you feel similarly hoodie wise? I do. I mean, out of an abundance of caution, I suppose I could give it two hoodies. Uh, this seems like it would be awfully easy to detect for any serious security team. And also, if you fell for this uh, PDF ruse, that means you probably did not attend your security awareness training. And this is not the first or last uh, malware that you're going to be putting onto your machine. So yeah, this, there's no excuse. I, for, if, if what we're seeing is the whole enchilada in terms of this particular backdoor speaker, if you fall for this, you're asking for it. Um, so I'm being generous in giving it two hoodies, I think, but mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and do that. If I'm over here checking to see if a sweet potato recipe is legit. Yeah. You, which, you which was not encrypted, obviously, because you, <laughs> 
You knew what you were asking about. Yeah, you should not be falling for this. Right. And Tim, how much are you running around and screaming in a circle? I'm, you know, I'm just going to do a slow spin of the office chair and call it good. I like like this new rating system. (laughs) It's, it's perfect. And we're going to, we're definitely doing it on the next article for sure. But Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you, Tim, so much for, for walking us through this. I really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about life of media pie. So Please stay tuned, and we will be right back. Hey there, Breaking Badness listener. Tim from the team here wishing you a fine morning, afternoon, evening, or overnight. Whenever it is that you listen, we're glad that you do. And since we don't advertise the show with billboards or inflatable dancing tube men or matchbooks, will you consider helping spread the word as a Breaking Badness agent in the world? We would be honored if you did. And along with that, if you're enjoying the show, will you take a minute or two, maybe even while the second half is playing, to give us a quick rating and even a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks in advance. And now let's get back to the episode. All right. We are back, everybody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tired. Invigorating. Uh, Did you do 100 burpees? I did 100 burpees. Yeah. I did like 200. Oh, sorry. I did 100 burps. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Different, Different thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was always talk to your uh, talk to your personal trainer. See if they'll give you credit anyway. <laughs> I think it counts. It's sometimes you know you got to put your whole body into it. You didn't, you know, it's Monday too, so I think for a Monday we're going to count. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So I'm glad everybody is back and refreshed from our break, um, and we are going to talk about life of media pie. Uh, so new TTPs um, observed in Mint Sandstorm campaign targeting high-profile profile individuals at universities and research organizations. So Mint Sandstorm, fun fact that is that is not the Pantone color of the year. It is a oh. threat. It, yeah. <laughs> well played. Yes, it it is a threat group. And Taylor, what do we know about them? We know so much about them. <laughs> but, no, we, but, for, but for all we know, there is still so much we don't. No, it is funny mm. be, because of <laughs> because of how many names this actor group has gotten over the years from the various security researchers uh, that they have that have uncovered their activity out in the wild. So Mint Sandstorm is kind of the latest uh, version of a name for this group. There, even to Microsoft, they are formerly known as Phosphorus, is what they called them prior to that. They are also known as Charming Kitten. A lot of folks kind of have the Charming Kitten thing. Also known as APT35. Also known as Ajax Security also known as news beef uh you know so they've been around for a little bit and this is um kind of their their latest uh stint in the limelight under the microscope from the microsoft research team i call this um as i think of it just now the puff daddy effect of how many names yeah p diddy (laughs) puff daddy yeah sean puffy oh i guess and then also snoop dog snoop dog snoop lion yeah just is it just the two? No one really took those very seriously, though. <laughs> really... Including Snoop himself, as far yeah. as we can tell. Yeah. yeah, he went back. Oh, they always go back. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Lion. I like that, though. 
Um, so, so mint sandstorm uh, makes bespoke fishing lures. Um, do do a lot of groups make they craft this, them? Do they do, <laughs> do a lot of groups do this? Because we've talked about the ability to buy fishing lures and the fact that threat groups, you know, they want to move quickly. Yeah. Is is creating a bespoke lure more time consuming? <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> certainly. Uh, but this group has, uh, you know, they've been they've done this in the past, right? This is not new. They kind of uh, have always. Uh, gone after individual targets in this case they're targeting uh journalists and folks in universities and they are you know building relationships with folks before they ever uh you know try to get them to click on anything download anything do whatever um you know they spend some time kind of getting to know their victims and they're impersonating kind of well-known uh journalists they're using spoofed emails that are just off by a character so probably some homoglyphs in the emails uh, or something similar and um you know convincing folks that hey you know i'm 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 here to pass you information or vice versa getting to know you getting to know <laughs> this is a very musical episode Mm. I'm into Indeed. it. Very special episode. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of the social engineering, you, you'd mentioned they masquerade as high-profile individuals. Um, do we know if you know any artificial intelligence or large large language models are at play to make the ruse more convincing? Ooh, the the uh, buzzword yes, <laughs> of our I the buzzwords it. of our times. When you hear it, scream real loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the, there's no evidence of that here. You know, I think that this is maybe so bespoke, it's so custom that, um, you know, that's where you you will see someone trying to scale something out. This is is definitely less scaled and a little more targeted. Uh, but it's tricky because you they could be using that on you know in the middle of a conversation to stay. Um, you know, relevant and on topic and, you know, uh, stay convincing to their victim. And we wouldn't really know it, but it doesn't look like they're using AI to scale it at least. Or LLM, GPT, whatever. Yeah. LLM, LOL, ladies love. Sarcastic parrots. Yeah. Yeah. They're not using any advanced autocorrect to... To trick people here yeah okay yeah right well i got the buzzwords in yes we're we can sign off for the day <laughs> <laughs> peace out peace out girl scout no no just just kidding we still have talking to do don't don't exit the episode yet listeners <laughs> <laughs> so microsoft shared that um mint sandstorm used cus- used custom backdoors called media pie i'm I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, it could that, be media PI as well. I'm so I'm so worried about that because um for the pun's sake, um life of media pie. I'm gonna assume it's that um until proven otherwise, and then I'll feel silly. But me for now, media pie and mischief tut. Mischief tut, yeah. Mischief media tut. media PI or media pie uh is a uh, like a custom backdoor for it looks like windows media player um so for folks who, who use windows they'll never get me i use winamp so you know, you'll never get is, taylor <laughs> uh but if, <laughs> if i was this windows media player uh and then talks to a c2 server uh and they use text files to exfiltrate data from the victims <laughs> the mischief tut backdoor is a powershell backdoor uh that does reconnaissance and data exfil as well 
Um, you know, it runs commands, right outputs, all that fun stuff. Uh, and then they kind of export those text files uh, off of the victims and are able to pull that data into the attacker environment. Gotcha. That is very mischievous. Super mischievous. Very mm. rude <laughs> of them. It's not very lovely, that's for sure. No. If I want to segue into another song, <laughs> it's not delightful, delicious, or lovely. Wait, is that right? I don't know. Tim might know. Tim doesn't know That's in okay. this case. That's okay. I'll figure that out after we're done recording and post about it later. Anyway, so what <laughs> <laughs> So what are the recommendations from Microsoft um, on mitigations for this activity? So they published some data on the backdoors and the Windows implant, so the thing that looks like Windows Media Player. Um, so they've kind of published a taxonomy of that, and folks can now match it against stuff that they find. Uh, they are, it's all the, it's very, it's very funny. These two stories have very similar uh, kind of endings, like, hey, you should pay attention to what's in your email, <laughs> which is kind of advice that I don't like a lot because it shifts the blame to the user a lot. Um, but we don't in, like in, victim blaming. We don't like that. We don't, we don't like <laughs> that here uh, on Breaking Badness. In this case, it's really tricky because like, you know, hey, I've, maybe this is someone that I really love to talk to via email, a journalist I respect potentially is reaching out to me. And, and, you know, I think that that is really tricky um, for folks to navigate, particularly if it's, these are well-crafted um, campaigns that are used and, and, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things where like, Hey, we're going to publish the, the C2 stuff that we found. So you'll find they used, um, like subdomains, so no registered domains were used here. Um, they published the files and then gave some kind of advanced um, detection around like the curl commands that were used to grab some of the the, um, the malicious files. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you know, in terms of you know watching your email, we talked about it with Noel Cookies in the last episode that he was able to join us about you know. It works because, you know, if a journalist is contacting me, I'd be like, moi, you want to talk to me? If we sent you like an <laughs> encrypted PDF, that was like, we've got a bunch of people that reviewed your singing voice. I'd be like, oh, shit, I got oh, to <laughs> whip that out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, did you guys hear that? That was my cat. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I woke up my kitty. <laughs> nice. So, uh, what do you think, Simon, about my singing voice? Sometimes. What do you think? Rare? Yeah. Is that all we get? Okay. Do you That's... ever get more than that? So, yeah. The, he, well, he's named Simon because he is Simon Says. He talks kind of a lot. Interesting. He, he's, got a, he's got a lot to say, especially around dinner time, about whether or not his bowl is empty. And then... Uh, yeah, th th those are his big complaints, I think. But uh, there it is. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. He's not right up on the mic, but. Oh, I'll, I yeah. can uh, amplify the heck out of that oh, in good. post. Yeah, he's a, he's a chatty guy and, has, and he is named as such. But uh, yeah. Always good... happy to have a cat on the podcast. Me too. Yeah, especially when it's like, you know, a, it's like a nice kitty not a, not a charming kitty charming kitten or <laughs> you know or or he is a black cat but he is not the black cat 
group. Mm. He's just a black cat. <laughs> but no affiliation. No affiliation. Um, he also does not have magical powers, um, like Sabrina the teenage witch, which is cat, so he's got that working against him, but he's pretty cool otherwise. So <laughs> he manages through it. Yeah, we, we manage. All right. So um Having uh, discussed everything about Mint Sandstorm today, um, Tim, we'll start with you. Um, having having heard all of this information, what would your hoodie rating be, and and how much would you run around and scream in a circle? Mm, yeah. Well, I guess I'll go the second part first. Maybe this merits one point five rotations of the uh, office chair, but I'm still not standing up and running around, and I'm probably not screaming much. I might be muttering a little bit, maybe okay. muttering a little bit louder than the other one. If we were to express this in hoodies, I'll go to three for this one, but it you know there are a lot of potential mitigations you know if you're a Microsoft shop and your defender is up to date, that's probably gonna go a long way here. And then of course your anti-social engineering practices. I, I, this is sort of tricky as far as the question of whether, uh, it's, it, I, I agree with you, Taylor, it's kind of victim blaming to say, you know, to put it on people to avoid this. On the other hand, the, the more positive way of expressing that is we've all got a role to play, you know, only you can prevent forest fires. And, um, at least this isn't putting it all on one individual person to prevent forest fires. Uh, it's up to everybody to have good social engineering awareness. And um, so the lure uh, of this one, as it's described, sounds like one that would be, that should raise suspicion for most folks. You know, somebody's, if I'm a journalist, somebody's reaching out to me and says, hey, I want you to review this document that I've attached on my cold outreach to you. I'm going to be pretty suspicious of that, I think. Um, and I think a lot of people would be. Uh, I don't think I'm unique in that respect. So three hoodies. Um, it's the, the malware itself seems a little more sophisticated than what we talked about in the first article. So that's part of why my rating is a little bit higher. But I, you know, I wouldn't be losing a lot of sleep over this one. Okay. That's fair enough. Taylor, do you feel similarly? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I'm not disconnecting anything, you know, but I'm I'm going to go around. I'm going to do two little circles. And I'm going to spin. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think I think that's about it. You know, from a, a a hoodie perspective, the thing that to makes that bumps this one up a little bit for me is the persistence of the actors on the social engineering side. Here, it sounds like there's a lengthy back and forth in some cases, like a real getting to know you period, even before they start to make requests and asks of their intended victims. So it does, uh, you know, it almost feels closer to some of those pig butchering scams in some ways, where you know they're getting them up close and personal. Mm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, would, I agree with that. But did you say how you felt hoodie wise? Yeah, hoodie, and I missed it. I think we're just gonna go for four, just four hoodies, just four. A whole integer for Taylor. We're gonna go whole integer hoodies today. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing all of that insight with us on Mint Sandstorm. Definitely appreciate that. Should we, uh, before we adjourn, should we play some some gold guidance and grievances? 
Seems like we probably should. Yeah. How about, uh, well, I guess first, again, if you are a newer listener, um, and first of all, if you're hearing things um, crash on my desk, it's Kitty, who is now awake. It's the cat. Nice. Yeah, he's got to make some mayhem happen right now. So apologies for that. Approved. But uh, Gold Guidance and Grievances, not in that order, is, uh, well, first with gold, we're going to share something good within the industry, Um, some advice that we might have and anything that's, um, you know, grinding our gears. Um, And and we'll start with the thing that grinds our gears because we found uh, after doing this for a few episodes, we can't end with the grievances. It's too much of a bummer. So it's Gold Guidance Grievances, not in that order. And we will start with Tim, if that's cool. That is cool. All right. Well, so let's see. My grievance uh, is, I'll say, against the whoever is behind the latest really big password dump that uh, the always excellent Troy Hunt discovered, Troy Hunt of Have I Been Pwned fame. And um, so it's 25 million users. Uh 65% of the addresses in this dump uh, were already in Have I Been Pwned, uh, at least based on a a sample that he did of a thousand. So um, that does suggest, you know, that the possible silver lining there is that some of those might be like the dummy accounts that uh, throwaways that people use. So unclear, probably not too many of them. But anyway, so we don't like whoever is behind that uh, that big password dump. The guidance, I'm going to give very specific guidance. And, and my guidance is really to to one individual person and, and anybody who is uh, supportive of, of what this person's got in mind. So a journalism, journalism professor named Jeff Jarvis wrote an op-ed uh, in the Newark Star-Ledger newspaper uh, Asking the question, should the old Bell Labs facility in New Jersey become a museum of the internet? And my guidance is no, but it should become a museum of technology. So I, you know, as a person that's always been interested in technology and geeky things, Bell Labs has always felt to me like this, just this revered place. It's where so many amazing discoveries were made over the years. And their facility, which has been standing empty for quite a long time, is a is a really interesting building too. It's a place I would love to go in and uh, learn about technology. So for heaven's sake, it should be a museum of all the different discoveries that Bell Labs, but also other labs around the world have made over the years. Uh, that's where the transistor was born and we wouldn't be doing any of this if it weren't for transistors. Um, you know, if your phone had to run on vacuum tubes, it would probably be a couple of city blocks big. Uh, I don't know that's quite right, but it'd be pretty darn big. So, uh, so yeah, change it into a museum of technology more broadly. And then my gold, uh, well, I kind of got a, a tie here, but, uh, one of them is that a survey done by the conference board, which I think is the folks that bring you the leading economic indicators and so forth. Uh, They did a survey in which uh, only six out of 158 CEOs, American CEOs that they interviewed said that they will prioritize uh, forcing return to office in 2024. So that's good news. If, and if that, uh, if that's representative of things across the board, it sounds like uh, 
sounds like there may not be quite as much pressure for RTO as we've seen. Uh, but the, the tie or honorable mention is that uh, it was just released. A new study shows that most Bigfoot reports correlate closely with black bear populations. I am. I just love that. So very happy to know that. So there you go. Excellent. Thanks, Tim. Taylor, how about <laughs> you? Um, let's see. I'll go. I've got kind of a gold. Um, there but you start it. with your start with your grievance. Oh, well, I kind of got just mostly grievance. Oh, <laughs> but it, you know, it's nothing too tragic or anything. I so. guess we should have started with you and ended with Tim. But no, I didn't that's know okay. That. Um, but you know, I'll just go all grievance. That's fine. Broadcom, okay. Broadcom <laughs> killing off oops ESXi. Free, I'm going oops all grievances. That's it. Uh, Broadcom killing off VMware and the ESXi free edition stuff just really bums me out. Uh, it, it's such a bummer. <laughs> I, there's plenty of open source tools and, you know, QMU and, and, you know, lots of great stuff that in KVM that can help mitigate some of this stuff. In a lot of ways we've worked around in the home lab world around this stuff for a while, but it is still truly end of an era for a lot of folks who used uh, ESXi to, to learn about virtualization and computing and, and Windows and Linux and all kinds of interesting stuff. So that, that's my grievance. <laughs> and but and no, no colds. No, I have nothing for you. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I can't. I told I promised I wouldn't end on this. So my cat's gold guidance and grievances. His grievances, I'm not petting him currently. <laughs> and that's really bugging him. Okay. Um, so much so that he's walking away now, but his guidance is, uh, get yourself an automatic, uh, uh, what is it? It's like a animatronic snake from Amazon. It's 15 bucks and, uh, USB charge. Very entertaining. Is it internet connected? No, Okay. Good. no. Oh, it also has laser eyes. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Spia's guidance. Oh, and when I uh, I think that's excellent guidance. I remember seeing that thing, uh, not in person, but um, a uh, seeing it online, and I think I would love to watch that interaction. Oh yeah, he he likes it a lot. I think mm -hmm. it keeps him engaged, and it stops after a little bit, and then like if you tap on it, it'll start up again. So like. If if he's like, oh, are you are you dead, snake? And you tap on it, it's like, no, oh, no, I'm not dead. <laughs> and then his gold is probably, uh, I put more water bowls around the house, mm. uh, and I, I I have noticed that he is digging that, so that's his gold of. Uh, it's a big week for Simon. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, I like the changes you've made around here, girl. He refers to me as girl. <laughs> <laughs> So that's his gold guidance and grievances, not in that order. So, because we can't end on Taylor's grievances. Well, I, you know, again, my, <laughs> my guidance is there's KVM, there's VirtualBox, there's QMU, there's, but it is still sad. <laughs> okay. But yeah, very good. All right. Well, this has been a really fun episode, uh, you guys. Thanks for being here today. Thank, and thank you to our listeners. Uh, we definitely appreciate you tuning in. Uh, next week, uh, we will have another. Um, iteration of our um, book club, which is going to be exciting. We're going to talk to um, podcast veteran um, Alan Liska and John nice. DiMaggio. Yes. And John DiMaggio. Uh, so then it's, it's a really good episode and they brought a very fun 
uh, secret guests that I wasn't anticipating. So please tune in for that episode. It's going to be really fun. And we will catch you at the next Breaking Badness episode. So have a great week, everybody, and stay frosty out there. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter, at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at DomainTools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click.